0: So the big question is this, how are successful everyday athletes over 30, like us, who work hard, who don't have much time, and who are always having to juggle life and family, how are we able to live a pain-free athletic lifestyle? How do we train? What do we eat? And what do we do different that allows us to get the most out of life, but still have time for all our hobbies, family, and friends? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. Welcome to the Fit Over 30 podcast.
1: And welcome to the Fit Over 30 podcast, the podcast for people over 30 who want to lose weight, get stronger and live better. I'm your host, Josh Kennedy, and with me somewhere in deepest, darkest Wales, where they apparently they do indeed have internet, is James Breeze.
2: James, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. Should I try and pronounce the name for you? Yeah, go on. That's why I am today.
1: <laughs> That's not even a language. What is it? What are you doing to me? <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's the name of the train station up in North Wales, name of the village. So if anyone's trying to pronounce that, crack on, feel free. <laughs> you know what? That's
1: the only Welsh word my mum can actually say, randomly. Huh. Really random fact. I don't know why she can say it, but it's the one Welsh thing she can say.
2: Where did she learn that?
1: I've got no idea. I think she learned it back in school when she was a kid, as far as I know. I don't know. There's a story behind it, I'm sure, but... Randomly, I've just remembered off the top of my head when you said that it, she can say it, and it's. <laughs> I just remember yeah, yeah. that from a kid telling me, "Hey, I can say a Welsh word," and I'm like, "What?" So yeah, that's that's,
2: that's weird. That's awesome. Next time I see her, I'm going to ask her. Yeah, do it, do it. Are you seeing her soon? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> 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 hey, Mum, you brilliant. <laughs> hey, no, honestly, no, it's awesome. Anyway, but I, I'm not actually anywhere near there. I'm more in Mid Wales, uh, visiting family, visiting the parents, in a place called Newtown in Mid Wales. Oh,
1: lovely, lovely, and Newtown's got a lovely cinema, right? You regularly. Go there on your own. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do.
2: <laughs> Share with the world, my little habits, my daily life. Here we go. You're on form today, aren't you? Oh, nice you are. I'll
1: tell you what, I was supposed to be going to watch The Joker tomorrow, but um, now uh, little old Henry is not very well, so I'm not going to do that, which is gutting. Oh,
2: no. Poor Henry. What's well, t- tell a little about Henry. What's been happening with Henry? Tell,
1: oh, tell God. I'll keep this very brief. Well, we thought he had chickenpox. Then we thought it was something else. Now it's not chickenpox. He's got a bacterial infection, but he's going to be all right. He's got some antibiotics. He's going to be okay. Poor little
2: so that's been a bit of my last few days, back and forth to the doctors all the time. Uh, how about you? I'm doing good, mate. I've been, well, I'm better than the Henry the sound of things, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I've been good. Just got back from New York City, just trying to get back in the swing of things. Had a bit of a cold, so I haven't been able to train as much. And to be honest, all I'm doing at the moment is editing with the book coming out. And getting- in fact, actually, I have a full confession. Go on then. Two days ago it was one of the worst movement days of my life, except for going to the gym once. Like I recorded, on my, apparently according to my Apple Watch, 581 one steps. That's on discretion. That's terrible I, we've just done the WWS episode, haven't we? I know. that's that's the thing. <laughs> I look at the next thing, oh my God, I realised I've just been glued to the screen the entire day. So anyway, I made I made amends of that. I made sure i had gone for a nice long run and made up for it. So oh, very good. So yes, you've been Yeah, Do you want to uh, mention any more about the book or are we uh, keeping it secret? Let's keep it secret for now. We'll do a special episode about later on, but it's coming out. It's called Maximum Aerobic Power and we'll share with you on a separate episode in the near future. How about that?
1: uh, Well, why not? Why not indeed. Uh, So today's episode, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the last podcast I might have done, uh, we're talking about the 10 components and the hierarchy of athletic development. And if you're wondering what on earth is all that, James Breeze is going to explain i've got our blog page open and i was like scrolling down it and uh, i came across an advert for the founder which you can mention why on earth that's on the blog and i was like what is our our page showing pop-ups now or something it was really confusing because i forgot all about the inspiration and like where they were why the founder was in there
2: yeah it's it's interesting you know i actually completely forgot about that as well thanks for bringing that up that's an interesting little side note and backstory but yeah no it's it's interesting like i'm I think it stems from my geekiness and the fact that I did a master's in computer science, but I, I think in logic and I think in systems and a lot of the stuff I do all the time is like, well, what's the system for this? You know, what's this? Then if I do this, I need to do that type of way. My brain works. A bit funny. It's a bit funny at the best of times, but you know, when it comes to some logic and sequences, I need, I need it in place for structure. Yeah. So like I say, a few years ago, back in Australia, I went for a run one day and when I was asked to go out for a run and I was like, well, you know, like, come on. And I said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll come for a run, go trail running in the middle of the, in the middle of Australia, in one of, the, in one of the bushes. And it was like, okay, great, let's do it. And two minutes into the whole experience, I almost kind of passed out. I was like so unfit. It was like, well, what's going on here? This is, this is ridiculous. Hmm. Anyway, Because was like, it wasn't like you weren't training, right? No, I was training all the time, but I was focusing primarily on strength work. And yep. I neglected a lot of, I hadn't been running for seven years. And it's weird because if I go back in the day, how I used to be, I was doing a lot of running, a lot of training, walking—you name it. Running didn't—I used to bat an eyelid because I just did it all the time and all the sports I was doing: rugby, cricket, just running myself. It was all these, all these things, and it was a bit of an eye opener, massive eye opener. And then it lead, led me to realising, well, actually, I need to start running again and teach myself how to run and get aerobically fit again. So I started on, on this little sequence, and then at this time, I, I started playing cricket again down in Melbourne. And it was when I went to the first net session, that first training session, I went there and I was like, well, what's, what's happened here? Like, it's like I've never held a cricket bat or a ball before. I felt the most unathletic I'd ever been. And I was like, well, there's something needs to change. So I started li- literally going through my old books, my old resources about athleticism and trying to figure out what it was and how to define it. Because that's how my brain works. Mm. I need definition. I need sequence. I need I need logic to it. But yep. when you Google athleticism on, you know, when, he's, yeah, when you Google it, Athleticism on Google <laughs> you know I can't it but i just remember everyone, like used to be yahoo <laughs> yeah oh yeah yahoo and ask jeeves oh my god ask jeeves Wow, yeah. that's so random. There you go. For anyone oh, over 30, on. they're going to get this. Yeah. <laughs> anyone who's not over 30 will not get this at all. <laughs> but no, I started Googling and there was just no... Def- it was like the qualities that make up speed. It was all these random things anyway. Long story short. But the point was like, I needed a definition. I needed clarity. Because if I wanted to become more athletic again, I needed to define what athleticism was in something concrete, something logical, and something that I could progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, this led to a debate that lasted about 12 months. Months, do
1: you think probably in fact it, you know there's still there's still things
2: going on now mate to be honest but yeah it's probably
1: initially it's probably about 12 months yeah
2: yeah it, it, it is and it went in, for, went in for a long long time and yeah like you're right to this day we still argue over certain things to make sure see if it's better see if we can get it working but the key thing is that we ended up defining athleticism as having ten key components, and we found this necessary. Now, we're not saying this is towards elite fitness; it can be applied towards elite fitness. But when you're working with somebody who's over thirty, say like myself or like the people we, we deal with on a day to day basis, we need some structure and logic to go back to basics because when you hit thirty, uh, when life starts happening, you know, wife, kids, job, as you now know as well, Josh. Yep, absolutely, yep. you don't have, you can't, you can't lead the same life that you used to for. What we're good or for bad, it's it's that's irrelevant. But the point is priorities change, things need to change. So you need to find some structure and some logic to this. So what happened was that we I went, okay, well, I need to be athletic. Therefore, I need to define athleticism in something tangible, meaningful words I can define as tangible. So we did. We came up with originally eight components of athleticism. We then debated the hell out of it for months and months and months. And then we settled on 10. And then even 12, 18 months after we initially did that, we then redebated it and we changed Two components again, so I think Indeed. what we're, yeah. we're going to share with you guys today is like the the new hierarchy and the systems and the thought process that go behind it. Indeed, and we can also. Do you want to explain once we've gone through them
1: why we changed to two sort of new components?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you remind me at the end of it, though. will do. We'll I'll happily do that. <laughs> so yeah, so like here's here's what we did. So we. We essentially looked at athleticism and wanted we to look at the components, the tangible, meaningful things that define athleticism. This is what we came up with. We came up with, and this is in no particular order. I'll go back to the order and sequencing afterwards. They were strength and aerobic capacity, power, speed, agility, and anaerobic capacity, and then mobility, stability, balance, and coordination. Now, for those who are keen-minded and key, key, you know, key listeners, you'll notice that there are nine. But then we have another one called mental resilience because I think the part of being an athlete to an everyday athlete or just everything in life, you need some form of mental resilience about you to get through and live to, like, say, 100 years old, which is the, obviously the goal for us long term. Mm-hmm. So we have these 10 components, and they're all great. And they go, yeah, we need, if you want to get stronger, yeah, you need some strength. And then when you get some strength, you know, and we can do some speed and we need to do this. We need all of these things. But the point was there was no logic to them there was no logic there's no order to them and what we found was all of them are important yeah it's equally important to have a balanced view of fitness well. and that's what we're trying to get to go to balanced fitness yeah but when and you've where, just got a list in front of you you're like okay well where, where do i start what what do i do <laughs> absolutely totally and it's like well what do we do and this was the structure and the, the startings of our whole system of uh, athletic development so what we, des- what we decided on was we'd, we'd work on layers. So we realized that, okay, some are equally as important as others, but they need to come first before you do anything. You need the basis of this first before you go to the next thing. So here's what we did. We created this the hierarchy, uh, hierarchy of athletic development and it had three layers. So I want mean, you to imagine like a pyramid, okay, like the foundations of a house as well. Imagine a house, like a pyramid and what you need. So Layer one. Is imagine your- a house like, why don't we imagine a pyramid like a pyramid? <laughs> <laughs> you do <knew> that too. <laughs> So imagine a pyramid like a house. No, so imagine a pyramid like a pyramid, okay? And then you have the foundations, right? Without good foundations, you're going to have a rocky pyramid, so to speak. So you need a solid base, solid foundation. So what we've discovered and found after hours and months of debate was that the three things at the bottom are mobility, stability, and balance, and coordination, okay? Now, if you want to go into really simplistic terms for people out there who are new to fitness, that's essentially, you know, if you're looking flexibility, is included in that because it comes under mobility. Yeah. Okay. So that's your foundation. We need to be able to move well. We need to be able to balance. We need to do all these wonderful things that make us wonderful human beings. So you create a foundation of mobility, stability, balance, and coordination, and then you can, we can then progress to layer two, which is strength and aerobic capacity, basic strength. You know, lifting things, pulling things. That all the, the movements that we have in life, like pulling, pushing. Uh, hinging, squatting, all these wonderful things. Mm -hmm. To be strong, we need to be strong to to get through life. And then we have aerobic capacity because you need a healthy heart. And that's one of the things that really struck me when I couldn't run all the way back in Australia was that, yeah, my heart wasn't as strong as my rest of my body. Mm -hmm. So it's the the engine that drives the rest of my body, uh, essentially. You need to build an engine and to build a strong engine, you need a healthy, strong heart. So that's why we came in here. So you then imagine now on this pyramid, you've got layer, layer one at the bottom, layer two in the middle of you know, strength and aerobic capacity because you need to build it on top of a good foundation. And then, and only then, can you go up to the top of the pyramid, which is layer three, and then you have all the fun stuff that everyone wants to jump through straight away. Power, speed, agility, and anaerobic capacity. Mm. But so uh,
1: cool. like I said before, aerobic capacity and anaerobic capacity, they have only, so in the last six months, would you say we've changed that?
2: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm to remember what they were before, actually. I think layer two was cardiovascular capacity. Yeah, and layer uh, three, I like three was layer endurance. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So we, we've we definitely refined it the way, way we think and the way we approach cardiovascular program design. We now know that it's a long, slow, steady is the best to begin with to build a foundation like you would do in strength mm-hmm. before you get to power because that's essentially what we're doing. And that's how it is. But then, of course, you've got the one more the one more thing that's, you know, the one more component that is not present in any of the layers, and that's mental resilience. And the importance of that is it, it oversees everything. You know, you need it in all three layers. If you're working in mobility, you need to be mentally resilient because it can suck sometimes, but it can be debilitating. <laughs> if you're doing strength work and aerobic capacity work, you need the mental resilience to keep going for 60 plus minutes sometimes. Yeah. And then, yeah, when you get to the top stuff, the power, speed, agility, and anaerobic capacity, that's the stuff that sets the other athletes from the rest. Mm. That is, you know, you need a lot of that. You need a lot of mental fortitude and, particularly, you know, like we say, mental resilience.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, how did the founder
2: lead you to uh, develop the layers? So it was, it was this, it was like, a, it was, yeah, a good question. I've completely forgot about it. That you mentioned this kind of <laughs> it's a good uh, movie, by the way. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a great movie. Absolutely wonderful movie. So like uh, in the middle of me living in Australia and realizing, oh my God, I suck at cricket. I can't run. You know, life is ending. What is going on here? It just happened to be coming out in the cinema. And mm. I went to, went to see it and I watched it and it was like, wow, this is a great movie. Now, it, like, it did two things. One, I thought it was a great movie. Yeah. You know, second thing, it like maybe hate McDonald's <laughs> even more. Yeah, me you know, too. Absolutely story. despise it. <laughs> But oh, it was just just terrible, despicable. But it was the point. Of the, the point that it came across was like McDonald's has a crappy burger, but it's the best sold crappy burger in the world. The Big and it's Mac, the same crappy burger, right? Exactly, the same crappy burger. The reason it's so successful is because they have a system in place to automate all their processes for how they're doing everything. So it's the consistency across the board. So if you go to New York City, you're gonna have a, the crappy Big Mac. If you go to London, you're gonna have a crappy Big Mac. You know, if you go to Singapore, if you go to Australia, Sydney, it's it's. If you go to McDonald's, you're gonna have the same crappy Big Mac, no matter (laughs) where you go. Right? It's the consistency of it, and the point is, the reason they have that consistency, it's the systems in place. And what I realised was that yes, I understood the principles of program design and and working and training clients but when i was working say with you joshua with, with other coaches what we didn't have was a system that we all follow to we can go all go back to for developing athletic individuals
1: mm, absolutely so that's
2: kind of what i came into so that's where the founder kicked in and said okay well, what's our process? What's our system? If we haven't got a system, there's chaos, whether it's in business or whether it's in training, because you can't go back to the the areas where you're probably failing, and you can't look at, look at things ob- objectively. And that's why I think the good thing is with us now is that if we're looking and comparing each other's training programs with people, we can then go, okay, well, what's missing in this from the hierarchy? What's missing from the components? Hmm. What's, what's the here? And we do it objectively as opposed to emotively, because sometimes in, in training and program design, we can all get really caught up in our own program, think it's the very best best. We don't always look objectively at it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's sort of
1: what we discovered, I think, is that people, as you said briefly earlier on, people generally tend to jump in at layer three and they just want to do all the uh, all the sexy stuff,
2: right? Straight away. Yeah, totally. And that, that's the thing here. And it's, you know, I think one of the best quotes to just kind of tie into that is the one from Muhammad Ali, where he says, it isn't the mountain head to climb that wears you out. It's the pebble in your shoe. And this is what we see in everybody we work with that, most of the time, they'll do strength work. They'll, they'll do some power, speed, agility work, and they'll, they'll do some, some maybe aerobic capacity or maybe in most cases, they'll do anaerobic work, but they haven't earned the right. And what we're trying to find is with this system is that, well, where's your pebble? Where's the pebble that's holding you back in your shoe? Because it may not come up for a while, but at some point it will, particularly the older you get and the more you age. This is why your training has to change when you're over 30 because it's got to adapt to life and everything else and the way your body's adapting as you go mm, absolutely as you say because we've got this system now it allows
1: us to assess people from from the very bottom we start actually start with health really that with health assessments
2: yeah absolutely that's a good point actually yeah it comes to like the whole overall thing so if we look at a, like a 40,000 foot overview of when we're looking and, and talking and, and trying to help somebody out is that we go okay. Well, first things first. Like health comes first; it's non-negotiable. You know, if if we look at another pyramid that looks like a pyramid, so visualize that <laughs> pyramid that looks like a pyramid. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna visualize this. So visualize this. You know, the layer one would be the health. Then you have fitness. Uh, then you have movement. sorry and then you have fitness at the top. And fitness is a very broad term. And this is where like health, movement, and fitness kind of comes into the hierarchy. But health is non-negotiable. Like I always quote quote Andrew Reid every single time. Like you know, imagine running a marathon with a broken leg. It Mm. ain't gonna be pretty, somewhere gonna break down. You're gonna make yourself worse, you're gonna be slow. And that's how we approach it. If your health isn't there, you're never gonna be fully fledged when it comes to your athleticism and reaching your full athletic potential.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Now obviously this is our system. Other people have their
1: own systems. But why do you think it is that, you know, our system, we feel, works so well.
2: What is it about it? Well, I think, good, great question. I've never actually thought about it before. Are <laughs> you on the, the spot? Be- yeah, no, it's great. That's the beauty of health and fitness. Like I said, every, every, there's some lots of good systems out there, and they're for the right people, aimed at the right audiences. And the right demographics, I think. You know, there's people out there who can do far better powerlifting systems than I can. There are other people out there who can do, I don't know, all sorts of various different systems here. But mm-hmm. I think the key for this is and what stands out here is that we're really focusing on the over thirties market and mm-hmm. the people who are over thirty, the everyday athletes over thirty. We've got that in mind. So it's not geared towards elite athleticism. Now you can use it and tailor it to the elite athletes. However, this is more geared for for us and keeping us in check when it comes with the older generation. Yep, over 30, the older generation. (laughs) The older generation, (laughs) bloody (laughs) hell. Technically, and how things start to change. I think that's where the system kicks in. It's aimed specifically at that to make sure we're looking at every single checkpoint to make sure everything's okay, so we can keep performing until we're 90, 100 years old. It's not a six-week, 12-week challenge or a, a quick fix. This is strength and health and fitness and wellness for the long haul. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's probably, would you say it's helped us get
1: improve our results, better consistency?
2: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Consistency is the key in training no matter what you do. You know, just show up. But the thing is that it keeps us honest as coaches. It keeps me honest, honest as an individual because I still applied. Mm. We go through the assessments and we and we do these things. Like I'm always thinking, well, where am I right now? And if I regressed, you know, progressed, where am I at? So yeah, it's it holds us accountable because obviously there's assessments to everything from the health assessments to the strength, you know, aerobic assessment to the movement assessments. You know, everything's pinpoint accuracy now. that we can look at things on the screen with the software that we use and go. Right. Okay. Objectively, this is what's going on with this individual. This is what's going on with me right now. I can't. I can't deny it. my. My. You know. For example, if we if we think if you do a two k row test, which is one of our you know basic snapshots of aerobic capacity, if we look at that and go, actually, you're pulling ten minutes, but you're deadlifting three times your body weight, instantly we can know that. Sorry, you you need to work more work more on your aerobic health hmm. comparatively. If health and longevity is your goal. Well, if you want to be an elite power lifter, well, that's a different story altogether. Not that I'm picking on powerlifters. <laughs> it's yeah. sort of a theme coming out here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I apologise, powerlifters out there, if, if I'm offending anyone at all. But the point is, like, look, it's it's about balance. Like, you know, first Star Wars quote, you know, for a while, it's about balance in the force. Ooh. That's what we're looking at for health and longevity. It's balance in the force reduce the risk of injuries and take your life as an everyday athlete over 30 into consideration mm-hmm. when you are training. Absolutely. And uh, mentioning Star
1: Wars, as we record this, the latest trailer is just released has it not oh it's amazing um, the
2: rise of Skywalker oh it looks He looks really good it looks really really good like I don't know what's happening with C3 Peter though like what what are they doing with him playing with I know I don't I, I don't know it's weird I can't was he in the last one I don't even really remember he was how can you
1: obviously... God it's been a while since I have saw I saw the last Jedi but he obviously was in it wasn't he and
2: he was indeed
1: who knows, who I, knows?
2: knows? Anyway, we I hope they don't mess that. it up <laughs> me too we might have to do a podcast the day after it releases and talk about that as well oh definitely Yeah. and how to train to be like a Jedi how about that <laughs> Secret yeah. Jedi athletic training skills based on the hierarchy of athletic development
1: how about well that? absolutely because surely uh, Jedi's have got the best
2: balance and coordination and mobility oh, and right how how about how to become a Jedi using the Strength Matters training. That's a podcast. I'd like that. That's a book. No? <laughs> You're going to write a book about becoming a Jedi. Absolutely. Uh, that's that's it, because we're all Jedis and whales. In Fact. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway but I hope that, I, like I said I hope that it's hard to visualize it like if you go to the website Google um, the hierarchy of athletic development you'll see a blog post and you can visualize everything I we also touch on on base on it I think when the, when the book comes out as well with maximum aerobic power we show a little bit in, in there as well to visualize things but if you're struggling mm-hmm. to visualize it just imagine a pyramid there's three layers in that pyramid ability, stability balance and coordination at the bottom strength and aerobic capacities in layer two and then power speed agility and, ana- and anaerobic capacity um, at the top level with mental resilience overseeing
1: it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just want to say from like, From a coaching point of view, because obviously we've got the uh, the online training and we coach people all over the world, it does make it so much better when you've got a system where you're not just sort of floundering in the dark, you know, wondering, okay, what's what why is this not working for this person or what do I need to do? You could just refer back to the system and go, Okay, this is what's right, this is what's wrong. Now you know, now we've got a plan, a path to follow. From my point of view as a coach, it makes it life so much easier.
2: Totally. And also like on our like like program design reviews. So when we when we are coaching people, just to give people an idea of how it, how it works, is that whenever we create a program for somebody, we always go through the program design review phase. Mm-hmm. So we always look at it objectively as coaches and we critique, critique each other's plans. So we always go, the things we always look at go right one well, does it tick all the human movements like push, pull, hinge, squat, rotate, anti-rotate, and hinge, I think it was. But think. You, you said hinge twice, but okay. I hinge twice, there you go. Push, <laughs> right, it's go go push, on, do pull, it. Hinge, push, pull, hinge, squat, rotate, anti-rotate, and hinge. Locomotion. Locomotion, <laughs> damn it, Yes. <laughs> Oh dear, I can't even call it. <laughs> up. That's, that's, I couldn't work out. Locomotion is at the top, anyway. Yeah. So, there you go. This is the importance of two coaches looking at a training plan. There you go. So, look, look at the seven, does it include all seven human movements? Yes or no? Great. Or then does it include the 10 components? Where's their weakness on the, on the 10 components? You know, is it, is he, does he need cardio or why is it so strength focused? You know, mm. it's things like that. It does make things a lot easier and we can critique fairly and without tearing each other's programs part by part. <laughs> it's part of the system. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've got locomotion. How dare you? How dare you? You've just got the master two, quality. two
1: types of hinges. <laughs> oh, in, indeed. Awesome. Is, is, is there anything else you want to add before we sign off about the wonderful 10 components and the hierarchy of athletic development?
2: I think, yeah, I think the key thing just to remember is as we, you know, take the 10 components, we we work with a lot so we see it quite a lot. It's hard to remember them all. But the point of the system is this is to try and identify weaknesses. It's trying to find the pebble in your shoe. Mm-hmm. So, the point of the system is to train your weaknesses to get you better at your strengths. It doesn't mean we won't do your strengths. It just means we're trying to find those weaknesses and find that pebble because we don't want to wear you out in the long haul for life. Mm. That's essentially
1: Absolutely. It. And make sure you are re- constantly reassessing because if you're not assessing, you're just guessing, as great Dan John would say.
2: <laughs> you had to get his name in once. You? Always. You Absolutely. <laughs> there we go but that's it like I say if anyone's got any questions at all feel free to write in hello at strengthmatters.com contact us at strengthmatters on Instagram or me personally if you want to at James Breeze on Instagram you know we're more happy to share and talk about this and you know we'll, we'll keep referring back to this over the course of future episodes
1: in, indeed I've no idea what we're going to do in the next episode but if you want to know more about us go to www.strengthmatters.com and keep your eyes peeled because we have indeed got a book released very soon
2: Oh yeah exactly it's more than a book it's, it's a training series isn't it Josh oh, it is. I wasn't going to say that. You've just given it away. <laughs> anyway, not for that, now. Thanks, guys. Oh, no worries. James,
1: I would like to say it's been a pleasure talking to you, but, you know, I don't really like you. Oh, I hate you too. <laughs> <laughs> not really. It's been, uh, it's been good. That's, uh, that's fun. Hopefully it was cleared things up for you guys out there. And uh, do indeed tune in for the next episode. What we're talking about, I don't know, but it's going to be wonderful.
2: Always is. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me once again. No worries.
1: I'll speak to you again soon. Thank you guys for listening in. Until next time. Want more fitness secrets?
0: Want to see the very best that Strength Matters has to offer? If so, then go start your free seven-day coaching experience at strengthmatters.com today. Our expert coaches will take you through the assessment process and help you put a workable plan into action. Together, we will finally uncover what's holding you back and put you on the path to success. Start your free seven-day coaching experience today. Visit
2: www.strengthmatters.com to get started.